Before we get into today's podcast, here is two ways that I can help you out completely for free on how to lose fat forever and do it while enjoying the process. Firstly, book in your free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call. This is where I'm going to help you map out the next six months completely free. How to eat, how to sleep, how to train, all that stuff. You can do that at andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash AMF strategy session. Also, link will be in the description. Next, I can give you a free custom meal plan to get the ball rolling with your nutrition. Go to andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash meal dash plan dash application. Again, link will be in the description. And if you want to know more about our AMF four hour workout week program and where I will help you guarantee you get a life changing result over the next six months and lose fat forever, that's andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash get dash fit dash fast. Again, linked in the description. Let's get into today's episode. I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day to day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. So, the effects of blue light and how they affect our energy, how they affect our circadian rhythm, how they affect our serotonin and our melatonin production. So, as you all know, we sleep a lot, right? But we sleep about a third of our lives. And getting enough quality sleep is absolutely huge for our concentration, our cognitive function, our overall health. Okay, it's huge for absolutely everything. It's huge for our energy. And blue light obviously affects that massively. And we use we used to have a natural kind of sleep cycle with the light and we don't really have that anymore because we are always looking at blue light, whether it be our phones, our laptops, our television. Let me just pop that person in. Our televisions or whatever it may be. So many people, many of us use smartphones, smartwatches, TVs before we go to bed and all of these practices bombard your eyes and they bombard your eyes with blue light which obviously in end negatively affects your sleep quality and your long-term exposure to this can lead to some serious complications down the road and the more i researched it the more i was actually surprised on what it actually does so let's look at this clock over here on the right Okay, and this is our circadian rhythm. Okay, so usually, naturally, you should rise at about six o'clock in the morning and when sunrise comes up. So this is when our blood pressure kind of starts to rise and around between 6.45 and 7.45, our melatonin, um, 7.30, our melatonin secretion stops. So... Melatonin helps us sleep, okay? So 
our, our melatonin kind of stopped and then our serotonin comes in. Okay. And this is when we might go to the toilet and we might come around 10 o'clock. We are in our most kind of highest alert. Okay. We're, we're, and going back to like quarter to six and half seven in the morning, you don't really want to be taken you don't really want to be taking like any stimulants around that time because you want to let your body have a natural kind of serotonin, like let, let, let the serotonin go out of your body naturally. So this is why it's kind of good not to have your, your, your coffee around that time. So again, 10 AM would be your highest alertness. And this is good time to have maybe like deep work or, whatever way you schedule your day, but maybe have your meetings on at that time around 10 a.m. and have your most difficult tasks done around that time. Then we come around to kind of 12 and we come around to half two and it is our best coordination time. So other people say it's our best concentration time. So different things like reading and different things like that, that you can kind of optimize the best at this time. And what you want to do is you want to kind of get your circadian rhythms back naturally. So you want to be getting up and waking up at the same time nearly every day. Now, this is something that I've kind of struggled with. But in the last six months or so, I've said to myself, okay, it doesn't matter if it's a Saturday or a Sunday, it's still the same time every week. And I know it might be hard with friends and going out on the weekend and different things like that but it really 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 will help you actually sleep and will help your circadian rhythm so then you come into five o'clock and this is apparently a good time for your cardio or if you're training in the in the gym now i wouldn't i wouldn't advise training in the gym at five o'clock i would say get it done in the morning but this is what it says here and then we come into six o'clock, we come into half six, our blood pressure is kind of rising. We're, we're body, our body is getting ready for bed at this time. And our body is getting ready to sleep at this time. But with blue light, we don't let, allow ourselves. So we, we're not, we, most of the time, we're not really tired around this time. And then we're coming back into 9 p.m. and our melatonin is coming back in, our secretion is starting our brains are getting ready to sleep. And when we're always constantly on the phone or different things like that, you're putting serotonin uh, secretion into your, into your brain and that's keeping you awake. And then we go into midnight and then we go back into our deep sleep and then as we go along. But looking here on the left, the circadian cycle is a biological process that regulates the sleep-wake cycle, okay? And it tells our brain when it's time to sleep. It's a built-in clock that's, that depends on our 24-hour cycle. And everybody has a different clock, but most of us sleep when there's not enough light. Our brains can tell it's time to sleep when there's not enough light. But with blue light, with our phones, with everything, LED lights that are in our house, it is it's it's not we're not able to get that melatonin secretion we're not able we're, we're, the serotonin is keep going into our brains 
and our brains can tell when it's time to sleep and when there's not enough light um, enough light and a cascade of biological occurrences prepares for that okay so since we live in the modern age we always have plenty of light like i live in dublin it's a massively lit up city a lot of you are in glasgow so the same same as that a lot of you could be living in i know one of my clients came on and he's in new zealand and a lot of some of you could be in america as well and they're all we all live in big lit up cities and the light makes it into our eyes and it tells the brain that it's still not time to sleep when we're always constantly like we're in cities where there's lights on everywhere it's always telling our brains that it's not time to sleep and the light sensors in our eyes are massively powerful and if they get too much or too little light we can easily express problems or disruption. So problems can occur and our sleep is ruined. It can also lead to, which is I was surprised on when I was researching it today is cancer and diabetes, which is a very, is a very surprising. But some experiments have proved that the circadian cycle tends to drift for about a half an hour every day in total darkness. So when we're exposed to too much bright light, the cycle is damaged. We're damaging our cycle by looking at our phones too late at night and leading to poor quality sleep and long-term damage. So light, we're gonna, what I'm gonna get into now is the hormones of night and day, okay? And as we've touched on melatonin a lot, we're gonna touch a bit on serotonin. So there's two main hormones that come to play when we talk about sunlight and darkness. You have serotonin and you have melatonin. So first of all, we'll talk about melatonin. And in short, our levels of melatonin are boost when it's dark. Whereas serotonin increases when we are exposed to sunlight and um, light environments. So again, our blue light, our phones, our TVs, melatonin helps you get to sleep and serotonin helps you get awake basically and serotonin is a neurotransmitter or a chemical messenger that is involved in many psychological processes not just waking up on your circadian rhythm it has your appetite it it impacts your appetite it impacts your learning and your memory so positive like positive feelings and social behavior as well, it, it, it impacts. So when we expose ourselves to a higher level of quality light, we produce serotonin and in turn, the body reduces its melatonin, okay? Melatonin is released in response to darkness. Hence, this is why it helps us wind down and ultimately transition to, to sleep. So when you think about it and you come home from work and it's late and it's dark and you go into your house and you turn on a big massive 40-inch plasma screen TV and your, your body is trying to secrete serotonin, but as soon as your eye looks at that blue light, it starts secreting melatonin again. And this is what we have to kind of look at 
if we do want to improve our sleep, if we do want to improve our cognitive function, with melatonin in the bloodstream, we can rest better during sleep. If two people say get slept for eight hours, okay, one during daylight and the other during darkness, the person who slept in the darkness would feel rested. Now that is massive. Like people, I know some people that actually wake up to light. They have a special app on their phone. They don't wake up to sound. They actually wake up to light. And their app goes on when the final light's coming into the room. Obviously, their windows must be open or whatever. But uh, they, they, they wake up to light. And no matter how much you say you're in a deep sleep and you're trying to, you're, you're, you're in deep sleep and your phone goes off, no matter how long you've got, if you're in a deep sleep of REM, you're going to be wrecked if, if it wakes you up in a deep sleep. So it's a good kind of thing to kind of think about is if you can get an app on your phone, I might try it out myself because sometimes I do wake up on my phone. Like I always do wake up on my, my, the sound of my phone. And sometimes I do be absolutely knackered. And sometimes I do be like, Jesus, that was, that, that was great sleep. Like, and sometimes I would go sleep for eight, nine hours. And now that has a lot to do with the 90 minute cycles in your sleep. You go into uh, 90 minute cycles um every every 90 minutes you go into deep sleep and then you come back out has a lot to do with it as well but like you could get like eight hours of sleep and you could be in a really really deep sleep and then you're woken up and you're direct like and what was the point in getting them them eight hours so many people who have sleep issues use artificial melatonin okay and that helps them to fall asleep okay now I don't have a massive problem with that, but this disregards the light and the importance of light. Like, fix the issue before you, you put a plaster over your broken arm. Fix the issue. Get to the root cause of the issue, like why you're not sleeping. Is it stress? Is it, like, is it, is it too much exposure to blue light? Melatonin is produced from serotonin through a cascade of enzymatic reactions. So if we get our light exposure wrong, our serotonin production wrong, it impacts our sleep. So instead of putting a Band-Aid over a broken arm, fix the root cause of the problem and check if you are on your phone all night, check if you're going to sleep at night with the TV on, which I know a lot of us do and I used to do it myself. But blue light is one element naturally found in light. The blue wavelengths are responsible for keeping our brains in a working order. Okay. Blue light um, improves our concentration, our mood, and reaction times. So it's not all bad, blue light. Like apparently, blue, there's some sort of people like people that are depressed and different things like that there's some sort of like thing that you can get with blue light they i think they expose them to blue light and apparently it helps their their depression i was reading about today i wasn't too sure on what really they were doing but it's not all bad but our brains and our internal clocks need a break from blue light like 
you really, really do. And I'm going to go into how to prevent it and different things like that and something that I'm thinking about massively of, of getting because now for the last six months since I started working online, I am constantly on my phone, constantly on this, and I always get, um, I always get headaches all the time. And are you trying to talk, Andrew, or am I just saying that? No, no, it's all good. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, I always get headaches and I'm, I'm starting to think about getting something and I'll show you that now in a second. But the problem comes with the electronic devices that produce light. And obviously, you know what, what these are. Smartphones, monitors, TVs, tablets. Screens have high levels of blue light and that tells us tells our brain that it's daylight and this interrupts our natural circadian rhythm kicking our brains into overdrive rather than going to sleep and some studies suggest that long exposure to blue light suppresses the natural production of melatonin in our brains leading to poor sleep quality and other health health complications along as we go along so I'm not going to get too much into this because I've already mentioned it already, but there's no easy way of putting it. We, we do have blue light. We can't get away from it. You're constantly exposed to, to blue light during the day when the sun is up and all man-made sources, basically any electronic device has blue light in it. And the most common blue light sources are your computer screens, your electronic notebooks, your smartphones, your LED TVs, tablets, for even fluorescent lights. But LED bulbs are, are, are a massive one. And man-made blue light sources emit much weaker frequencies than the sun. But if your eyes are under constant exposure, you can end up suffering all kinds of issues, like eye strain, different things like that the least of your worries like is, would be eye strain. So we need to see our bad habits. We need to see what's going on. We need to stop going to sleep at night with the television on. Now, I know it's, it's a way of winding down, and I do myself watch telly before I go to bed, but not right before I go to bed. I watch it maybe two or three hours to get that kind of wind down in. I get that one hour in and then I turn it off. Like I don't, even if I'm left on a cliffhanger on, on Netflix, I just say to myself, okay, right, I need to turn it off. That's my time. Me and my girlfriend, they're going to watch this program and then I'm, I'm going to watch it for an hour and then we're, we're I turn it off, okay? But what we do when we expose ourselves to blue light obviously we 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 boost that uh, serotonin production but you might say to yourself and this is something that my girlfriend always says like she says she can't go sleep without her phone and it's a lot of shit like if you're saying that you can't go sleep without a tel television you're going to fall asleep anyway okay because your brain is exhausted it's not the television that's making you fall asleep and I know for a fact that when she doesn't go asleep with her phone, it takes her longer because she is always too, like her brain is constantly on the phone all the time. And 
you you can't be at that like that's what's stopping you from sleeping so this is something that might actually surprise you i know it's not who our age or anything like that but i would imagine it's it's almost the same for for our age so spending too much time on mobile devices studies prove that three quarters of teens aged between 12 and 17 spend at least two hours of watching tv or computer games and about 20 percent of them spend about four hours of blue light exposure every day that's that's a lot like that is a lot like and if you're doing the same which most of us are you should try and minimize your blue light exposure you should try and minimize your light as much as possible like for instance myself like i definitely will start getting blue blue um blue light blocking glasses and 100 because i get headaches all the time and you'll get blurred vision from looking at the television too much you'll get headaches you get troy eyes you get eye strain eye fatigue like i remember as a kid playing playstation all the time and my eyes were like literally so dry so it's something that we as adults have to kind of look at instead of saying oh well i need this i need this sleeping pill i need this i need that before actually looking at like you're watching heli like all the way up until you go sleep like and that will disrupt your sleep as well and you won't get a proper night's sleep either but as i said watching tv before bed many of us do it and we think that it makes us sleepy and the reality is it doesn't watching tv before bed wakes your brain up it makes it harder for you to fall asleep and even when you do finally go asleep your sleep quality will be affected okay led lights they're everywhere okay they're absolutely everywhere because they are very very popular because they don't need enough they don't need that much power to emit light and installing led lights all over your house can help the electricity bill but they won't help you sleep better your eyes will be under a constant threat um, from the blue light and that is never ever a good thing so maybe i know like a lot it's 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 very um it cuts down the bills but maybe try and think of of putting in warmer lights so preventation what can we do to help us get away from blue light what can we do to help us at least try and get a better sleep because eventually like we can't really get away from blue light. It's it's everywhere, absolutely everywhere, but we can do things to help us along the way during the day. So what can we do to prevent blue light exposure? For starters, you can take the TV out of your room, get it out of there, don't be thinking about it. You don't need to watch, maybe watch an hour before. Like what I do, as I said, is I watch an hour of TV, maybe three hours before I go to bed. Then I get into my evening routine where I will do some stretching. I'll have a shower. I'll, I'll, I'll get all my little evening routine in. And then I kind of set myself for bed and go down. With watching television, right, it's, a, it's not a single mind-focused task. So it won't help you go to sleep. When you do things that are single mind 
focused tasks like reading a book that will help you go to sleep because this isn't a single focused task users are able to watch me now look at your phone talk to somebody over there and still be listening it's the same as television but when you do something like reading a book before you go to bed it helps you go to sleep because you're concentrating on the one thing and your brain is working a little bit harder so maybe say to yourself okay i'm going to read a book tonight i'm going to read 10 pages or i'm going to do a half an hour or whatever it may be to help you fall asleep we can also try and install new light bulbs into our home okay choose the ones that are closer to the red light spectrum the so-called warm lights and they're kind of the better option okay but if you cut down on screen time consider buying blue light blocking glasses okay so this is what i am 100 going to do because i'm always getting headaches i get them anyway but more that I, I'm, I'm on my phone and i'm on this i'm getting headaches like nearly every day so these glasses are really really good for blocking out the blue light and you can get them in loads of different places i'm i'm thinking of getting mine from holland but you can protect your natural circadian rhythm and that's what you want to do at the end of the day to get a proper sleep and get to get to wake yourself up to be the best version of you the next day so you can become the best version of yourself and be cognitively aware of everything the next day if you spend a lot of time on your computer these glass like a lot of these might be working on your computers all day long these glasses are huge and as well you can turn your smartphones on a dimming kind of light i think it just goes a little bit darker but what i do is i put my phone on do not disturb at eight o'clock and then all the way up through i think it's eight o'clock the next morning i i, ha I have it on uh, do not disturb mode so that avoids me from waking up and picking up my phone and getting into my phone and just doing my morning routine and get my tasks done so try to avoid blue light as much as possible after dark to help you sleep. Turn down the brightness in your computer, turn down the brightness on your phone. And if you need to take, take, take uh, supplements at the start, you can, okay? And then we have a conclusion, okay? So sadly, there is no way we can actually eliminate artificial blue light. Our eyes are constantly under this blue light exposure and our natural hormone production is affected and our sleep quality is affected. Without proper sleep, we lose our cognitive and motor um, functions with time. And long exposure can lead to severe diseases like diabetes and cancer, which is mad. Don't underestimate the effects of blue light on your health, on your cognitive function and do what you can to protect yourself from blue light. I am 100% going to get them glasses and what you need to do to have a better sleep, to be the best version of yourself is try and get rid of the blue light when it comes into dark. So you can start secreting that um, melatonin. So that is us on the slides folks. Any input from Andrew or Jordan?
No, good. agreed, mate. It's something that I've been trying to do as well, but I know it's difficult, especially if you've been a busy day and you just want to chill out in the your partner or whatever and watch telly just before you go to bed. But it does make a big, a big, big difference, and it's something I have been needing to get for ages. Um, is the blue light glasses? So if you do get them. David, I think probably if you can post it in the group and Facebook or whatever, like recommendations. I don't know if, if anyone else has got them. It'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Also, I was going to say, do you use an app to track your sleep at all, David? Like in in wake. No, like, no, wake not as much. No, um, I I used to have the the Fitbit, but my my Apple Watch doesn't do that anymore. It doesn't track my sleep. I um I, I don't do it anymore. Do you? Yeah, so your, your Apple Watch does track sleep, Dave. Oh, does it? You just need, yeah, you just need to download the the sleep app. Oh, um, right, right, right. What's it, what's it called? Yeah, well, it's I've, literally I've called something like sleep. I've downloaded yeah. one called Pillow, um, and what it does is so. For instance, if you said set my alarm for six o'clock, it will wake you up at a point in time between half an hour before your alarm and the actual alarm where it senses that you're on a lighter sleep. So that yeah, it, yeah. So if you set your alarm for six, it might go off at like 10 to six because it senses you're in a lighter sleep, but it should help you like not waking up in that, that like um deep sleep part. So yeah, yeah. since I've used that, it ha- has been better. Um, so it's maybe worthwhile doing something like that. Yeah, definitely. De- 100%. I'm, I'm going to... Um do that uh what's that called it's called pillow just it's like a wraps just a purple a purple pillow um so yeah i don't know if you can change the settings as to how long before your actual time and it wakes you up but i've just got like half an hour before so technically it could wake me up half an hour before but it would be worth it if you're going to wake up not in the deep sleep cycle yeah yeah 100 yeah like you say it can make you feel even worse even if you've had a long sleep i stop like you don't want to be waking up like and it does happen like you could be in bed for nine hours or whatever and you uh you get woken up and you're in the deep sleep and there's not more it's like no yeah i not. think i think when it comes to circadian rhythm the number one thing that you can do and you mentioned it dave is go to bed and wake up at the same time every day it takes some discipline to do it especially in the weekends but honestly the difference in how you feel is unbelievable I do it. I do try. I do go up at the same time on Saturday and Sunday. I may swing it an hour or so and give myself an extra hour in the weekend, but I try my best to stick to that as best I can. And the difference that you feel on a daily basis is incredible. Mm-hmm. You feel like you've had three hours more sleep than you actually got just by getting up and waking up at the same time when you do get into yeah. a good rhythm. What I will say as well is if you are getting the blue blocking glasses, I have looked into these before and for whatever reason I've just put it off and put it off. Again, it's something I should probably get, but you do need to invest in quality. Like a yeah. decent pair will cost you 80 to 100 pounds. If you're just going to get a cheap set off Amazon, it's a total waste of time. They mm-hmm. won't block it. They won't block anything. So don't spend, don't just throw 20 quid down the toilet to feel better. Actually invest in a good quality pair um, yeah, when it yeah. comes to the blue blockers. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. And anyway, in, in anything that I buy, uh, like a pair of earphones or whatever, like I do say to my dad, he always goes into the shop and gets the ones in, in like in despair. And I'm like, just get your, like, and he's getting them every month. Like, and I'm like, just get yourself a pair, invest in something good and it's going to last you. 
And of course, I had to get him a pair of uh, AirPods for Christmas, and he, he hasn't—he he absolutely loves them. Like so, yeah, investing in something it, it, like with quality is is huge. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, Jordan, do you have any questions to run over for this evening? Do you, do you have the background at all? Do you know? Yeah. So ran through the Q and A. So first one um, for Ramon, he says, so low reps and heavy weight versus high reps and lightweight like is the one that's better and or does it not make a difference they both have merit they both have a place if you want to specifically get stronger train in lower rep ranges if you're just looking to look better get on average stronger and feel fitter and healthier using a variety of reps from 5 to 20 is the best way to go bar none you do not need to be doing sets of 2 and 3 unless you really just want to try out your strength. I have not done a set of one to three in probably five plus years. I just don't do it. There's no need. The, the, the likelihood of you getting injured in one of those sets is far higher than in any other. So if you are doing it, be very careful. But out with actually specifically training for a set goal at that time, whether you're actually, you know, let's say you wanted to, to just get strong and that was a goal of yours, then train specifically for that. But outside of that, for the vast majority of the guys in our programme and girls in our programme, it's anything from five through to 20 and you're good to go. There's no, there's no huge advantage to one or the other. The eight to 15 has been shown to be slightly better for hypertrophy, but there's benefits to everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. oh, then you go, Dave. Yeah, so like as well, like they say, obviously, like twelve to eight, eight to twelve is really, really good. But I was reading the other day that if you're in, they do say sixty percent one rep maximum. But apparently, if you go to the seventy percent one reps maximum and get around six to ten, so you are working with quite a heavy load but you are um you're you're still in that kind of rep range where you're hitting six to ten you're 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 pushing force as much as you can that is what they say grows the most muscle so heavy head nearly like very very heavy but not like your like 90 percent of your one, one rep maximum you should be done yep not good stuff and then Another question was um, Keith. He was asking, "Is there any good advice for people coming back from injuries and having to like restart again?" Yeah, take your time. <laughs> yeah, simple. <laughs> um, yeah. If you've been out, if you've been out injured, if you've been away from training, if you've been in a holiday, start at fifty percent of what you were doing before in terms of actual weights used. Take a week or two and slowly build it up. You know, add maybe 20% of the time. And then within three to four weeks, you'll be back to where you were. So start low. Aim to, to not push the failure, not cripple yourself. Just go nice, slow and controlled at 50 to 60% of what you were doing before. And then slowly build up maybe 10 to 20% per week. And then within a month, you'll be back to where you started. Simple as that. Yeah, it's just about not getting... Don't feel disheartened or anything when you go back and you need yeah. to drop the weight. I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, ultimately, you're going to be weaker. Ultimately, you're going to be further behind. 
but there's not much you can do about it. Pushing through it and injuring yourself again, it's not the way to, to move forward and get stronger. So take it easy, take it slow, and give yourself a few weeks and you'll be back to the full strength. 100%. Cool. Yeah. All good for questions then, is that us? Yeah, that was us. Yep. Perfect. Good stuff. Um, well, fantastic call tonight, Dave. Um, as you can see, I am walking in the dark um, <laughs> to try and keep the overhead lights from going on. Because, again, <laughs> yeah. overhead, overhead lighting is one of those things that will keep you up at night. Um, so try and get lower level lights as well. But, yeah, good call, Dave. Thank you very much for your time, everyone. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed that. On. And if there's anything you need from us, of course, let us know. Sweet lads, take it easy. See you all later on. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to Fitness for Nine to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.